Are you a teacher who's feeling stressed out and overwhelmed? Do you worry that you're feeling symptoms of burnout? (laughs) Or are you sure you've already gotten there? Have you started to dream of doing some other kind of job or perhaps pursuing a whole different career? But you don't know what else you're even qualified to do? You don't know how to start a job search? You just feel stuck? If that sounds like you, I promise you're not alone. My name is Kitty Boytnot. I'm a career transition and job search coach, and I specialize in helping burnout teachers just like you deal not only with the stress and overwhelm of your day-to-day job, but to consider what other careers might be out there waiting for you. Join me for Teachers in Transition. In some episodes, I'll be speaking to stress management techniques and how you can manage your stress on a day-to-day basis. In other episodes, I'll be talking about career transition. What tools do you need to be successful in a job search when you're moving from one career into a totally different track? These are questions that you need answers to, and I can help you find those answers. My name is Kitty Boytnock. Welcome to Teachers in Transition. Welcome to another episode of Teachers in Transition, the podcast and the YouTube channel. As I have done a few times in the past, today's topic is going to be about career transition. Well, in the podcast and YouTube channel, I alternate topics each week between stress management strategies, and career transition strategies. And this particular episode is about career transition. What I sometimes do is interview clients of mine or former clients of mine who have successfully transitioned either into a new job that they love or a new business that they love. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with one of my former clients, Rosa Everson, from Phoenix, Arizona, who started working with me back in March of 2021. I believe you quit your job in September after about three weeks into the school year and eventually came up with the idea for a business. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But what I'd like for you to do, Rosa, and welcome, thank you for being here. Um, I'd like for you to share with me and whoever might be listening, what particular challenges were you facing at the time that you were looking for resources and ultimately found me online and reached out to me in the beginning of our work together? Yes, and thank you for having me on, Kitty. Yes, March 2021. So with all the other teachers and everyone else out there struggling with learning how to deal with COVID. And at that time, I was teaching online and having as good a time as I could online. It was a steep learning curve, but we were doing what we could to get through. However... I had been teaching at that point. I'd been teaching more than 20 years and there was just that constant feeling of you're always on that teacher brain that you just can't shut off. And it's, it's just really difficult. There's always something that you could be doing, whether it's planning or grading or coming up with a new idea. There's, there's 
that lingering thought in the back of your head that there's always something you can do. And it was, it was really looking for a way to, to be able to have my life outside of work and be able to enjoy it guilt-free. And so when, when we started working together, what was a particular idea or thought or inspiration that came up for you that led to you starting your own business? Um, well, at the beginning, I remember my, my first call with you, I had shared that thought about, I can't turn off my teacher brain. Right. <laughs> and, you, and I remember you telling me that, that it was like a muscle and we, I just had to, just like with a muscle, you have to train it and it gets stronger the more that you use it. And I'm pretty sure my husband had tried to tell me that over the years, but it just, <laughs> you know, it, it's different when someone else tells you, Yeah. Um, but it really did open my eyes. I was finally ready to hear that there are other ways to be. I had been a teacher for so long and that had been my only career up until that point. So that's what I was used to and trying to switch you know, you're thinking a different way when you've been doing one thing for so long is really different. Um, it was really, it was shocking. It was hard to imagine. Right. And a lot of teachers experience that, you know, never being able to turn it off, always thinking that there's something else you could be doing, that one extra thing. Right. You can't sleep at night because your brain is churning out ideas. You can't relax on the weekends and holidays because you always know that school is going to be opening back. And in fact, for for many teachers, I think the summer break, assuming that they get a break, and a lot of teachers don't, they're either back in school working on additional uh, keeping their licenses or working on additional certifications or teaching summer school. You know, it's the rare teacher who gets a, a true summer break. Even then, it's kind of hard to turn it all off. And so, like like I told you, it, t- taking the time for yourself, creating that guilt-free zone where you are taking care of your own mental and emotional and physical health is like building a muscle. And for many teachers, it's a muscle that has atrophied. And so you have to start from scratch, building it up, making it strong enough to help you create habits that allow you to create that guilt-free zone for yourself. So I'm glad that if I said that in a way that you could finally hear it, even though you'd heard it before, that it was helpful. So tell us what particular successes or breakthroughs you experienced during the time that we were working together. Part of your modules, there's the the kind of nitty gritty part where it's how to explore different jobs and how to set up your resume. There's that section, but there's a part before that that's about risks and rewards. And during that part, is when a lot of my ahas happened because I realized just really how afraid I was of taking risks. I was very much into being safe. And that's one of the things with teaching is, you know, what you're doing next year, usually, you know, within reason, you know, you might change grade levels, but there are a lot of things that are in place and safe. And the nice thing is, you know, what you're doing next year and 
the rough thing is, you know what you're doing next year and there's not a lot of difference sometimes. Yeah. Um, And some of the exercises in that module about taking risks, just let me realize that even when things go bad, there was one part where, you know, think about how, what things might go wrong. And I am, I could be an Olympic medalist in thinking ahead on what kind of things could go wrong in a situation. But then the next question asked, okay, now turn that around and what things could go right. And that's one of those muscles that I'm not used to exercising, but realizing, okay, if I did stop teaching, okay, a lot of my friends are work friends. I can make new friends. You know, I can keep in touch with my old ones, but you know, I, I can make new old friends. friends. Yeah. Your leaving yeah. doesn't mean that you can't stay in touch with your old teacher friends. I know I have kept in touch with teacher friends of mine from my last school. And 10 years later, we still meet once a month for dinner and catch up with one another. So. And, and some of the, I think for a lot of teachers, and I know I was one that a lot of my identity was wrapped up in being a teacher and like, Oh, if I'm not a teacher, then who am I? What am I? And it's just realizing that that's not the only facet to me. And I can, I can develop in other areas and I can still learn new things. And that was really exciting. So that thought of, it's not just what could go wrong in a new situation. It's wow, look at all these neat things that could happen. And a lot of neat things that I haven't even thought of yet, but they're possible because I tried something new. So that was exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. And in the beginning of uh, the work that I do with any of my clients, I encourage them all to play in the field of possibilities and to not let any specific thing that might hold them back, like worrying about what they might be qualified to do or how they don't know how they would make something happen. But that's not a good reason not to at least explore an option that might be available to you. And I I do think that, you know, teachers tend to play things on the safe side. They like the steady paycheck. They like the decent benefits. But sometimes that's not enough of a payoff, especially in this day and age, to make it worthwhile. And then you have to start thinking about, well, what other things could you do? What talents do you have that you could turn into something else? And what if things went well instead of worrying so much about what if everything went to hell in a handbag, which we <laughs> tend to want to want to think about more often. So um, what were some of the benefits that you experienced by working through the program and working with me? I would say the biggest thing would be gaining confidence in myself, um, realizing that not in a negative way, but I'm more than a teacher. Not that being a teacher is bad or being negative, but it's not the only thing that I'm capable of. And wow. And again, one of those, and I was trying to find it and I couldn't find where it was in one, which module, but there was a part where you asked, I think it was like, take three months and, and pick like three or five goals for yourself. And I was so used to doing that for my teaching, you know, by the end of this quarter, my kids will do this or I will do this. But I purposely, I don't know if it was because of the way you had written the prompt or I just 
thought to do it, but I made a couple of those goals be personal goals, like fun goals, things related to hobbies, you know, whatever it was. And, and I actually reached them in the three months and it was just exciting to have that something to look forward to, like not setting a goal, like this is my deadline. This is something I have to do, but this is something to look forward to. And I was missing that aspect. And good for you that you set goals that were around you, not just around your work. So I'm excited for you to share with people who may be listening. What was the solution that you came up with for yourself as far as your transition out of the classroom? I never thought this when I walked away from teaching. I ended up starting my own business. I'm now a home organizer and declutter coach. That still so feels so fun to say that this is, is what I'm doing. It's fun to hear. I went to, because of the work that I had done with those modules and, you know, like you said, playing with possibilities. What if? What could? I remember going to lunch with a friend in September, last September, and she asked me, okay, well, let's just play. What if you could do anything? Not worrying about what you see online that's officially, you know, what jobs are posted. What would you want to do if you could do anything? And I said, you know, I would be an organizer. I have always thought that was fun. I'm that weirdo that thinks that sorting things and making arrangements and building systems is fun. I had always done that in my own classroom. I had enjoyed helping other teachers do that. If I think about it more throughout the years, I've done that for friends and family, again, just for fun. And now I'm able to turn that into what I do all the time, which is just fantastic. And I can help people enjoy their homes more because they're not burdened by stuff. (laughs) So if you don't mind, I heard you a few weeks ago share, you don't need to go through the whole, whatever the acronym was. But I do share about the lady that you helped create space for the family by creating a system for how her kids would keep up with their toys and put them away. Do you mind sharing that real quick? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I, I work with a client who was struggling, like a lot of parents do with young kids. She was struggling with toys being everywhere in the house. And she mentioned like most parents are at the end of the day, she's really tired and her, her very, what do I say? Her, her goal for the end of the night, is just make a cup of tea, have a seat on the couch in the living room and just relax. You know, the kids are in bed. This is her time to herself. And she wasn't able to enjoy the time because everywhere she looked in the living room, in the playroom, everywhere, there were toys on the floor And she couldn't really relax because she knew that she would need to pick it up and reset the house for the next day. So we talked about setting up areas, kind of like the work you did with me, like picture the possibilities. There are other ways. Yes, it's maybe it's been this way for a long time. What if we tried something new? And so I did a similar thing with her and I said, okay, right now you're used to toys everywhere, but let's just pretend, let's just be crazy. What if? We designated only certain rooms could have the toys out and the living room would be the 
the grown-up space, the toy-free zone, <laughs> and the toy-free zone, and and that looked like, wow, that would be so neat. That'll never work because it hasn't worked before. And I said, you know, let's just try it. Let's set it up to be that, and then we'll build the habits that are like that. Wow, that really is like my journey on this finding a new job. Wow, <laughs> even as I'm saying it, I'm seeing so many parallels. But uh, that's what we did for this client, and she absolutely loves it. Everybody's happy. The kids have their place to play and have things out. And she has, she and her husband have their space where they don't have to see toys everywhere. (laughs) I remember you talked about getting containers and putting labels on them and clear containers so that the kids can see which ones hold which toys. And part of this was training the kids on how to use the system and to cooperate with putting their things away and putting them in the right containers. But we need to train kids to do that from a young age anyway, right? Because those are skills that they carry on through life with them. So I just, I think it's a phenomenal idea. Share with us the name of your business, if you would. Uh, The name is A Home for Everything. The number four, a home and the number four, everything, which I just think is brilliant. Now, have you created a website for it yet? Yes, I do have a website and it's a home for everything.com. And again, the four is spelled as the number four. Okay. I'll and put that in the show notes so that if anybody wants to check it out, they can. And do you have contact information that you that you would be willing to share? How do people get in touch with you? Um, yes, actually through the website there, um, there's an email address there and there's a, a contact page. So if anybody would like to reach out, if you're interested in learning how, gosh, learning how to start a business, because I didn't have that background. And that's one of those things where great. I love to organize. Fantastic. How do I start the business part of it? Right. <laughs> there well, are and, steps there. So when you shared with me that that was something that you were interested in, it just so happened that I have a, a business colleague here in my town who has been running a successful business as an organizer for years. And I, I put the two of you together so that maybe she could help you with some ideas on how to get started. And I hope that that was a, a good connection. That so connection. Rosa, if you don't mind, would you be willing to recommend me if people are listening to the podcast or watching the YouTube channel or when you're talking even to your friends and, and family members who might be looking, who are teachers who might be looking to transition out of the classroom at some point? Based on your experience, would you be willing to recommend me to work with? Oh, absolutely. I would. And I have. Oh, good. <laughs> have, good. That's good to know. I have, I have shared your name because one of the big things when I was looking in general, how do, how do I make that transition out of teaching and just Googling? And when I, one of the things that stood out to me about you was, was your personal story. You've been there. It's not just a matter of you know how to help people with a job search because there are a lot of people out there that could help with resumes and whatnot, but you very intimately understand all the frustrations of being a teacher and being in leadership and just working so hard and giving so much and being at that last 
anymore. So yeah, I've been there and, 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 and that's one of the things that I, that I like to be able to share with my clients is that I can empathize with where they're coming from because I've, I've been there at the point of at the brink point and making the decision that I'm just, I'm just not going back. You can't make me. <laughs> so now what will I do? So I do know how it, how it feels to be at that point. Is there anything you'd like to add as far as information for anybody who might be listening today? Um, I just want to thank you again. You have really, this always, I always think this sounds kind of cheesy, but to say you've changed my life is such an understatement. Um, Like I mentioned before, being in teaching for so long, there's, I never recognized until my husband told me, but he's the one that brought it to my attention that during the school year, there are certain, there's a pattern, there are highs and lows. Oh, yay, a new school year. Oh my goodness, look at all the work. Oh, and (laughs) there was that pattern every year. And sometimes routine is nice, but it's nice to have first. And, And now being in a different industry, especially with having my own business, there are so many firsts and some of it's scary and some of it's really exciting, but I just love having firsts again. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. Well, I am so, so glad and, and great, grateful for you. It was wonderful working with you. I'm going to miss working with you actually. And, and glad that you signed up for the St. Michael Toastmasters Club that I'm a member of, so that in spite of the fact that we're no longer working together, we will still see each other at least occasionally when we're attending at the same time. And uh, just a plug for Toastmasters, I'm assuming you have found that a useful recommendation as well? That has definitely been helpful. I That has been one of the things I've been keeping a journal, not just about the work, but that's been one of the main topics through the last couple of years. And one of the things I've been telling myself is, okay, if you want to get out and do something new, you're going to have to talk to new people. And being being a card-carrying introvert, that's hard for me. <laughs> I understand that too. Yeah. So I needed to just tell myself, okay, you can do it. Alternating between you can do it and get over it. Yeah, just <laughs> I have a theory that there is an over an overabundance of introverts in Toastmasters as far as, you know, related to the general population. I think there's probably a lot more introverts in Toastmasters than you would find in the general population in large part because our fear of speaking in front of strangers and our inability to think quickly on our feet. Introverts need to mull things over and think things through and, we always come up with that snappy retort about an hour after we needed it. And Toastmasters is, helps with all of that because it helps to build that muscle too, the muscle that gives you the confidence to say something more spur of the moment and to also have the confidence to speak with a prepared speech in front of people that you don't necessarily know. And what I love about both of my Toastmasters clubs is that they are safe environments where 
all of our members feel encouraged and motivated to just continue to get better. It's a constant self-improvement um, kind of professional development for a really great price because it's not expensive at all. So I'm really glad you've benefited from that as well. Well, let me just say, I've thoroughly enjoyed working with you. Like I said before we started the video, I'm going to miss seeing you and I hope you will stay in touch. And I want to hear about the progress of your uh, business. I know that there is definitely a market for people like yourself who are super organized and People need those skills. That's part of the reason I'm sure you're familiar with the work of Marie Kondo. Mm -hmm. And three years ago, I was so inspired by her book and her Netflix series that I completely Marie Kondoed my house. And because it's been three years, there are certain sections of the house that I need to revisit. But People need that kind of motivation and help sometimes. Um, and, and what I know my friend Erin does is she helps people clean out their closets, their attics, their garages, their um, offices. She just, she does everything. And she's been at it long enough that she now has a team. So who knows, one of these days you may have a team of people who are working with you and you'll be the boss. Wouldn't that be phenomenal? That would be amazing. Keep risking, so keep seeing bigger things. And I think the sky is the limit for you. I truly do. So. On so that note, thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview so that I can use it as a case study and as a podcast episode and I it will be uh, up and live next Thursday so if you'd like to listen to it yourself you're certainly welcome to do that perfect thank you and just really quick my my last name I know it's it sometimes it goes either way it's actually Everson oh is it Ever <laughs> and I've all this time I've been referring to you as Everson Everson E-V-E-R-S-O-N it's so look like in the work. classroom, sometimes I just answer to both things. I understand. <laughs> I, you know, I, people butcher my name all the time. So you can imagine that I answer to just about anything. But you should have told me before now <laughs> that it was Everson. Um, but people who are looking for help with organizing or who want to hear more about how Rosa has started her business, check out a home, the number four, everything.com. And just keep going, Rosa. The sky is the limit for you. I'm, I am absolutely sure of that. Thank you Thank so you much for doing this today. So there you have it, an episode of Teachers in Transition. I hope you enjoyed the information and I hope you'll plan to come back. Please subscribe to Teachers in Transition so that you can be alerted of future episodes and let me know if you have any questions or topics that you would like me to specifically cover in a future episode. I'm more than happy to help with individual questions as well. So email me at kittyboytnot at boytnotcoaching.com. If you are interested in finding a new career or just enjoying your life more, this is the place to start. 
I'm Kitty Boytnot, and this is Teachers in Transition.